The Man Whore Podcast is sponsored by HotMovies.com. Try out some ethical, paid-for porn for free with none of those hidden fees or secret subscriptions when you sign up at HotMovies.com and use the promo code MANHORE. The Man Whore Podcast is sponsored by Alt Playground. APG is more than just a place to find couples to swap with. Alt Playground is a lifestyle community for all non-monogamous and sexually adventurous people to connect and share. And you know I started a profile. Join me over at altplayground.net. That's A-L-T playground.net. Now let's get to the show. Welcome to the Man Whore Podcast. Recording for you whoreheads from the anarchist jurisdiction of New York City. This is Billy Presida, and you're listening to the Man Whore Podcast. Uh, yeah, guys, New York City feels like, well, if this is anarchy, then anarchy is so lame. Holy shit. Welcome to the show. This week on the pot, I've gone fellow stand-up comedian Julia Schachter, who has just an insane story of online dating, a horror show of a, a story to share with us. Uh, and we're also going to hear from a past man who podcast guest and friend of mine, Dr. David Lay. Going to hear what he's uh, he's been reading up about and thinking about lately. But first, uh, you know, last week I went on my little rant about the movie Cuties on Netflix. Uh, I hope by now that you have either watched the film or shut the fuck up about it. Either one. I don't really care which. Just choose one. Uh, but I wanted to give a little bit more of a positive film recommendation for you fan whores out there. Um, Unpregnant is on HBO Max. And so funny. So, so funny. The film stars Haley Lou Richardson and Barbie Ferreira, who I think deserves a goddamn Oscar nomination for this whole thing. Um, the premise of the flick is when pregnant teenager Veronica discovers that she cannot get an abortion in her home state of Missouri without her parents' permission, she convinces her former friend Bailey to take a road trip with her to Albuquerque, New Mexico, so she can get one done there. Sounds incredibly realistic, right? Like, like horrifyingly realistic. Almost as if, like, <laughs> you know, because of really shitty abortion laws that are passed in state house by state house because liberals kind of forget to vote during the midterms before 2018. Yeah, uh, it sounds like an incredibly plausible situation. The only thing that seemed weird to me was like, oh, you could have just gone to like Washington, D.C. Uh, that <laughs> They don't require any parental permission over there. Seems a lot closer. You definitely would have been home in time for your parents not to find out. If you did that one, but whatever, it's a movie. Uh, you know, I won't drone on about it, but just it's really fucking funny. And what I loved is like it's not an inside liberal baseball movie for pro-choice people. It's not like one of those f f political flicks where we like condescend to the South throughout it. Um, it's not like the abortion movie for us. It's not obvious child, right? It really feels like it's a movie that was made for people like the characters in the movie. If there's someone in your life who seems on the fence about, uh, not about abortion morally, but at least abortion legally, I think this is a good one to watch with them. Just going to throw it out there. 
Now, I told you uh, we were going to hear a little bit from Dr. David Lay, but uh, uh, we just recorded an awesome bonus episode that's going to release exclusively on Patreon tomorrow. So I've got quite the teaser uh, for y'all here. We're going to hear a bit about sexual misconduct among therapists. Dr. Lay is a clinical psychologist and sex therapist. He's also uh, the author of several books, including one that I've read that I really enjoyed called Ethical Porn for Dicks. But he's also written a ton about sex addiction. Let's go chit chat a bit with Dr. David Lay. Um, so, so David, you also you told me you're you're thinking about doing some some research or some writing about therapist sexual misconduct. Yeah. So you know, I've been. I... Some of the work I do um, for about, yeah, gosh, 10 or 15 years now, I, I, I review on therapist, uh, you know, licensure issues and misconduct, malpractice issues nationwide. And, and you know, and I, one, of the, one of the consequences of therapists not getting good training on sexuality is that they can, you know, make some pretty significant mistakes themselves. I mean, even just today, I was reviewing a case of a, um, a psychologist who was, you know, uh, charged by his board because he entered into a romantic relationship with a former patient, um, which different states have different rules. Some states like New York say you just can't ever do it. Um, uh, some states say, no, you have to wait a couple of years. Um this guy, I think, entered into a relationship with a former patient le- less than six months after the after therapy. And, you know, and his defense was, well, it, it, it's true love. Right. He said, you know, I and and that's kind of a bullshit answer because um, it shows that you're not really being rational or objective here. And if you can't be rational or objective about this, how safe can we expect you to be about other stuff? I saw, you know, I saw one where, um, you know, a psychologist treated this woman in college and she, at, at the end of therapy, after like four years, she, she, she told him, look, I, you know, I'm, I'm in love with you and I'd really like to be in a relationship with you. And he said, no, we, we can't, you know, it's not ethical. She went away. She came back like, like two, three years later. And she said, Hey, look, I'm, I still have feelings for you. And so the psychologist sat down with her and he went over the rules and he said, look, this is why we can't do this. And because you might feel exploited. And she said, I don't feel exploited. And he said, well, okay then. So he got in a relationship with her. Now he's about 25 years older than her. And they have this hot and heavy relationship for about a month. And then she breaks up with him because she, she says he's too controlling. Um, well, then, you know, sure enough, about a year later, she sends a letter to his license board and describes what happens, what happened and said, you know, do you think that was malpractice? And so, of course, the board goes after him because, you know, he violated the regs and the rules. And he did so knowingly. You know, he sat down with her and went over the rules. Um it's tough. I mean, and, and, you know, therapy is a very intimate, um, emotionally engaged kind of relationship. And, um, you know, people feel, you know, because we don't have a lot of relationships in our lives where all of the attention is on you. Normally it's, it's fairly reciprocal, but in therapy, you know, I really work hard as a therapist to keep myself out and, and I focus it all on you. I keep my stuff out of it. Which is so uncomfortable by the way, as a patient, because like, you know, you, you all are really tough audiences. Right. 
<laughs> and I'm just like, no, 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 no. Like I, for therapeutic reasons, need you to laugh at a joke if you think it's funny. <laughs> Otherwise, right, like but, just yeah. bombing in therapy. <laughs> yeah, trust me, I'm going to laugh. But then I'm also going to ask Billy, you know, why are you trying to defuse the tension here? Um, because you know, you know what? what? I'm trying to get over my dad, <laughs> David. All right. I'm substituting you for my father. Um, and, and so that, yeah, so then we are definitely not ever going to have sex, man. Um, <laughs> and, and, but that is very seductive to have that kind of, you know, um, emotional intimacy and it's up to the therapist to really be responsible to manage that. Um, you know, I, but it's, it's not just men. Um, I see, um, you know, interestingly, I see lots of, of, of female therapists get in, get in over their head with some of this. And, you know, there, there's uh, one group that I see is female therapists who are working in prisons. And um, it is so interesting because they don't really prepare them for this, but in prisons, um, prisoners kind of make it a game to try to seduce their therapist. Right. And, yeah. um, because they're bored, they got nothing better to do and they're horny. Right. And so they don't I, expect to win anyway. So it's all right. just a game. And, and I, I cannot tell you how many female psychologists and therapists I've seen who they were working in prison and these guys, you know, seduced them and did the head games. And these poor, uh, psychologists were just on their own. You know, they didn't have support. They didn't have good supervision or, and, and, and they got sucked in. Um, and it's, uh, oof, it's, it's, you know, it's unfortunate. There's this one case though that I'll just never forget. Um, as female psychologist, now I want to say she was in Michigan. I can't quite remember. Might have might have been Minnesota, and um, she's married. She's in an unhappy marriage. And all this is public information, by the way. I, I don't share anything confidential. And and she um, she she self diagnoses as having a hormone imbalance. She she reads some news articles about you know like Suzanne Summers. You remember Suzanne Summers from Three's Company, right? I mean, that's a little before my time, but I think I've seen a poster. <laughs> so, uh, so she, Suzanne Summers had, had done some writing saying that she, when, you know, she was really depressed and when she went on testosterone, she got better. So this lady decides that that's her problem. She finds a, a kind of shyster endocrinologist who puts her on a super high dose of testosterone. And this lady's libido goes through the roof, right? She's, she's horny all the time. She's, she's on Craigslist and adult friend finder. She's looking for hookups. And, um, she tells this guy that she's, you know, communicating with that She's always wanted to fulfill a rape fantasy. And so the guy meets her at her office. Now she's a psychologist. He meets her at her office on Sunday night. And he fucks her blue. I mean, the, the police later find a blood and feces covered dildo under the couch, um, which is, this is how kinky stuff got. And, um, but it was all consensual. However, mm -hmm. her husband apparently figures out something's going on. And so now she says, well, it was rape. So they file police charges and now the police are looking for this guy who raped a psychologist on their first session, apparently. Well, then they find the guy. So she knows they're going to find the guy. She reaches out to him and says, look, I never wanted this to go this far, um, but I had to give him your name. I'll pay your legal charges. 
And when the police show up to the guy, he says, I'm so glad you're here. Um, here is a printout of all of all of the communications I've had with this woman. And here's my attorney's phone number. So the police turn around and now they file false charges on her. They file, file you know, false, false, false filing charges or false claim charges, whatever it is. Um, she loses her license. She gets it back after like two years. But her claim was that it was all the testosterone. It was the testosterone that really made her just kind of go, go bug shit, sex crazy, impulsive and everything else. But, you know, I, I've lived my entire life with testosterone and, and, and I'm not making those kinds of bad choices. Um, the, the thing I just find fascinating about all these cases is that, um, so much of it comes from therapists and psychologists, not really learning how to pay attention to their own sexuality and how to, how to be mindful about it, how to, how to set boundaries. Um, and I had this one couple that was coming to see me um for a while and they uh they were kinky and they were in the closet where they lived and they would drive a couple of hours to see me and they would they would kind of make a day out of it you know they they would use that day because they're away from their kids they're in a different town they would use it as a day to kind of explore their sexual identity but i realized i noticed you know oh my god wait a minute this lady's not wearing underwear and she's flashing me during therapy And, and so, you know, and I thought about it, I'm like, what the hell do I do? Well, I got to say something. So I said, Hey, look, you know, it's fine for you guys to come and, and explore yourself. And, and, and if you want to, you know, go to lunch and walk around town, not wearing underwear, that's fine. But don't make me a part of your mm-hmm. sexual play during therapy. Cause that's not what we're here for. And I mean, and I, I would, I guess I'm assuming this is more of a younger David question, but like, and you know, when you first start seeing clients like, and you are being mindful of your sexuality um, in the room or, you know, of a patient, like what is that check? It sounds like you have to have a lot of self-control and what is that like check on yourself? Like in your head? Um, Hmm. Or have you, know, you never been in that scenario? I don't know. But like, if you know, oh, if you think, oh, this this client's yeah. really attractive, she's super sexy. I'm connecting with what she's saying sexually about right. her sex life, and you, like, how do you pump the brakes? Um, I for me, you know, I, I got to say, I don't think I have ever been tempted to ever have sex with with a patient because you know I've got a pretty rich and full sex life, to be honest. Um, but. For me, it's a, you know, if I find myself, um, you know, giving a patient a break, um, you know, on, on their bill or, you know, rescheduling or not calling them out on stuff, a lot of times that's where I'm not, I'm, I have to check myself and say, you know, am I being nice to this person or nicer to this person because I'm attracted to them? Um, you know, and, and the, 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 the therapist that I see, you know, get, get sucked in a lot of times it's about isolation. Um, you know, it is therapists who they, they think their shit don't stink, you know, that, that they're on top of stuff and that they've got, they can handle it all. So they're not asking for help. They don't have supervision. They don't have colleagues that they're talking to. And I do. 
I've got lots and lots of colleagues that, you know, wrestle with this stuff, same as I do. And so I can reach out to them and talk without shame or guilt or fear. I'm not going to get judged if I, you know, express that I found a patient sexually attractive or whatever. Um, They're going to work with me and help me make sure I'm paying attention to my boundaries. It's the therapist that you know, um, they are religious, for instance, and isolated. Um, they're not, you know, they, they, they have not done the work around their sexuality. Um, you know, I, I think the porn star therapist is far less likely to fuck their patient than the therapist who is in the closet has sexual desires that they can't share, you know, with all these, with all these female teachers getting caught, you know, having sex with their, their, their male students. Um, it, it's very interesting to me. I mean, most of them are from Texas. I don't know if you've noticed that. And they, they are oftentimes all these, these younger, um, early twenties, attractive, um, females. And, and, and it's interesting. Mary Kay Letourneau died just a couple of weeks ago, right? Or maybe a couple months ago. She's the, she's the teacher in North Carolina, who had sex with her student and then got pregnant, delivered the baby while she was in jail. The baby was taken and given to the student who was like 15 years old now at the time. Um, and then when she got out of prison and got off probation, she married the student and they lived, you know, allegedly happily together. Um, but I asked my wife about, you know, about all this. And, and I said, you know, what do they tell you? Uh, as a teacher about this stuff. And, and she said, you know, they really just say, you know, don't, don't ever fuck your student, you know, but <laughs> it's that simple, but, but they don't, they don't go into the nuances. They don't go into the fact that, Hey, it is human. If you find yourself attracted to students because you're isolated with them all day long. Right. And students, sometimes they're going to try, you know, especially teenage males, they're going to try and seduce you, right? And it's kind of a game for them. And you're you're this kind of, um, you know, sexual idol for them because you're up front and you're confident. And it's e- it, we can talk through how it would be easy to fall into that, but they don't teach you that. They don't they don't talk to you about the psychology of it. They don't prep you to make a good decision in a hard situation. And so that, all that, think, yeah. Oh, oh no. I, I was just going to say, do you think that's the thing that it shouldn't be as simple as saying, don't fuck the students, but rather explain the power right. imbalance. All that? Right. Do you think that would be more helpful? I told, I mean, it, just say no. When, when, when the fuck has that ever worked? <laughs> <laughs> that's a great point. Well, well, David, it is always a blast chatting with you. Uh, for listeners who haven't heard, I think uh, his first episode was uh, episode 168. Go check that out. Go check out his books, his writing, fun Twitter follow. I'll say that. Uh, I appreciate that sometimes you're horny on Maine. Uh, that takes <laughs> a lot of bravery and courage. <laughs> but, uh, but David, where can people, where do you want them to go find you? Um, yeah, you know, uh, Twitter is one of the good places at Dr. David Lay. Last name is L-E-Y. I know it sounds like L-A-Y, but um, that, that's just because I was destined to be a sex doctor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, go check him out over there. And, and Dave, it's always uh, it's always fun talking to you. Uh, thank you for all your insight. And uh, why don't you go ahead and say goodbye to everybody? Thanks a lot, folks. I enjoyed it. Nice talking to you, Billy.
If you want to hear the full bonus episode, nearly a whole hour of extra content, as well as nearly 200 bonus episodes of the Man Whore Podcast, become a $5 and up member at patreon.com slash Podcast. And for a quick fan whore appreciation moment, I want to give a shout out to Lizzie Rose, oh, whose name sounds like a great bar on Avenue A where you do karaoke. Loving it, Lizzie. Thanks for being a member. And I also want to say thank you to Arya Greenwald. Looked up Arya. It's an interesting looking name. It's a Hebrew word that means lion. And you know what, Arya? You're my lion. We appreciate you over here. And you too can become a member and join an awesome community. Check out Dr. David Lay's bonus episode and meet a lot of other fellow sex positive listeners. Join up today at patreon.com slash podcast. That's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash podcast. And now for this week's guest, Julia Schachter. Uh, Julia reached out to me and was like, Billy, something's happened in my life. I've got a story I need to share. Can we process this together? And I was like, sure, come on over. She didn't really give me uh, much warning. She didn't really tell me what it was going to be about. So please join me and let's go find out what's going on with Julia Schachter. It's nice to have Julia Schachter here. <laughs> Thank fellow you. Fellow comedian podcaster. <laughs> you have done a man whore podcast but no one's heard it. Yeah. Because my sound guy <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> um, he he. I, I posted on Facebook recently because uh, my my guide who helps build shit and hang shit possibly was dropping out, so I was trying to find another one. And he, I won't say his name right now because <laughs> we are still friendly and all. But uh, he he hits me up, be like, I could I build stuff for people all the time. I could build you better. I'd be like, you know, after after what happened at the live show, I feel like. <laughs> I, let's work baby steps of what I trust you with. <laughs> that, yeah, I mean, for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, you did the the excuse me show being heckled by an ex. It was so sweet I that it, it was like the least mean. <laughs> He's just a sweet, sweet boy, it seemed, because he couldn't say. I had to go in the back of the room and be like, dude, just fucking say any. It doesn't matter. Just say anything. And he was like, yeah, well, yeah, we did it for five years and I do not have anything negative to say about him. I think he's a wonderful, wonderful human. Unfortunately, that did not make the most entertaining heckles. But Ooh, fight. <laughs> well, well, you reached out to me and you were like, Billy, could I come on the podcast? I have a story about a thing that has happened to me or is happening and I, and 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 you were like there's just nowhere else to go with this. So I'm just going to kind of let you tell me what is going on. <laughs> okay, uh thank you. So um so I guess I'll first just uh I'll first say the way I, so I've uh Broad strokes first, uh, just so it's, it's a catfishing kind of a thing. Um, and so far I, I found out about this the day before I texted you, or I messaged you about potentially coming on the podcast, uh, is the day I found out okay. that, uh, that what I thought was a probably real thing was not. Um, so I'm also going to say this, uh, I feel like it's a lesson in why you should get to know Reddit better because had I known that you could like counterfeit dick pics, 
I never would have gotten into this mess in the first place. <laughs> so just. I mean, not for nothing. I have, you can't see it, but there's a hanging glory hole there, which I feel like is, <laughs> feel like it's an oral sex catfish. It just invites <laughs> catfishing. And uh, I won't say I was catfished by whoever came over, but I don't think who came over was exactly what I had in mind when I was soliciting that on Reddit. Uh, well, <laughs> good to know. Tell me, tell me what what happened, because uh, I'm very, I'm very well versed in Reddit um, encounters. Cool. So I did not. So I. So I. None of this took place on Reddit. I found out over the summer that there was a place where people let. I like. I found out about the massive cockport. Or whatever. There's a cock board? Yeah, massive, like Reddit, like r slash massive cock, apparently. And it's just guys with full, mostly full body shots that are like selfies and that, you know, one would probably think if you were sent a picture of that, that it was just a guy sending you a picture of himself, because why wouldn't you? Right. Um, So I'm also going to say, technically, this is not, uh, I never matched a specific photo I received to anything on that board but learning about that over the summer was an issue because back in january so like way before covid started or way before covid got out of Mm -hmm. hand in america um i was on field and which which i have (laughs) seen you on many times um (laughs) many many, like multiple occasions like oh it's julia again (laughs) about every nine months or so i I reset it Just, uh, you know, just in case. Um, but yeah, I, uh, so I use fields and also, so I guess the relationship I had with my ex, uh, he's such a wonderful person. And also, uh, because of the way the breakup happened, basically, uh, your ex, the one from the live show? Yeah, yes. Oh, yes, really? Yes. Okay. So when that happened, this was the breakup was in 2017. We were together for five years. The last two and a half, we were poly. Um, so basically, I realized around the time we broke up that I had been just angsty. I didn't realize I had been like so up, like upset over being tortured, like torturing myself mm-hmm. for months. Because like, what do you do when you when like love is companionate and there's no attraction there? You know, mm-hmm. like when you care about someone so completely, but you also the idea of physically being with them, you're like like makes you feel really not good. Uh, like vomiting, not good. Yes, but also oh. that, but also not even because of just because the vibes gotten sibling esque. It's not even because of anything other than I think a lack of base attraction mm-hmm. uh, on my end. And I feel terrible saying that. And I didn't realize it until after. You're not calling, you're not calling anyone ugly. You're saying you're not attracted <laughs> to someone. That's totally okay. <laughs> well, thank you. I don't know that he would, he would feel totally okay about it, but <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I would say if you can't get over people not being attracted to you, like mm-hmm. you need to grow up a bit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, that's a very generous way of looking at it. Thank you. Um, but basically, since that breakup, it's been a really... I was not so, like I would say, in quotes, shallow before the breakup. But since then, kind of to me, it's like, you know what? One day, if I'm with someone for a long time, I might, you know, be in a phase where we're really not getting along. And like I can't handle this, the sight of them in terms of personality-wise stuff for a day, say. But like if I can still look at them and be like but I'm still very attracted to you, then that's going to 
matter a lot. Yeah, serves <laughs> as kind of like a backbone to a relationship or something to like kind of keep everything grounded. Like so long as I can, as long as I can look at you and be like, oh, I want to fuck you. I'm just mad at you. Then it can work out. But if you if you don't even want to fuck that person, it makes it really hard to carry on a sexual relationship or a sexual and romantic relationship for sure yeah exactly and i also have a habit of like when i do get into committed things um the the guys are i'm kind of all or nothing or guys are all or nothing with me they're either like i'm not into it or they're like literally you are more important than my life and i say that i've had to stop people from killing themselves like so um <laughs> so anyway so wanting things to be a lasting thing is a is important to me because I don't want to breaking people's hearts hurts. Um, okay. So anyway, that's why I'm so shallow now. Uh, <laughs> that was quite the long justification for like, look, just now only hot guys. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, this one specifically, he was so, so hot and he actually, what made him hot? I mean, he Tell looked like, he looked like if you mixed, uh, if you mixed like Cole Sprouse and Zac Efron, he was just, he was so, so pretty. So white. Yeah, I mean, this one was, yeah. Yeah, no, it wasn't that he's white. It's like you just said like two of some of like just the very palest actors <laughs> that I could think of. But okay. No, yeah, and okay. pretty. <laughs> pretty, translucent, all those things. Yeah, for sure. Um, And also uh, stronger than my usual type. I usually go for... Like, um, you know, Stick Stickly from uh, the the Popsicle Stick from Nick yeah. Jr. Like, that's usually my type. Like an um, Andrea Allen type, but without yes, tattoos. Actually, we've laughed before about yeah. how we have the same exact type, usually. Do you also like the tattoo drummer type of thin look? Or Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah, you want someone who just, okay, cannot help you move. Yeah, no, my dad <laughs> literally says Julia likes boys who couldn't defend her in a fight. <laughs> it's uh I, I i love them it's you know they look like readers and uh <laughs> um may i may i point out all these books <laughs> Julia. noted all, right. all the times on field not one match keep going i'm so sorry <laughs> i actually as a rule for myself do not ever match with comics on field oh ooh, okay maybe we'll get that later keep going keep going um so this guy said something i'm also like i'm a hard sub that's like I'm not I'm not like a, I'm not switchy at all. I'm like it's very, very that. And so arguably sometimes that means I find certain behaviors attractive that I shouldn't find attractive because it's actually it could be kink or it could be someone being an asshole. Mm -hmm. um, so actually the the one of the um one of the first conversations I had with this guy back uh, in January. Sam, yes, okay. in January. <laughs> Uh, we were talking for a little bit. It was, it was fun. And then he asked what my week looked like. And I was like, well, um, I, you know, week, uh, weeknights are better for me, but I can move some things around. Uh, and he was like, oh, I don't want you rearranging your schedule before I rearrange your insides. And he said that, but he was really hot. So I was like, this is, like <laughs> this is pretty hot actually. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I personally wouldn't advise many people to, uh, you know, open strong with something like that. But you do you, boo boo. You know, I uh, again, I don't have I I I have very poor judgment when it comes to a guy I find attractive. I let way too much. Very digmatized. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so, and <clears throat> also just because I, you know, I spend so much time kind of making sure that my words are exactly in a way where nobody gets hurt or everything like that. So a guy who just kind of says exactly what he means is very refreshing for me. Um, 
So basically, I started to talk to this guy a little bit more. Um, we you know, started texting. Um, Wait, and, and you met, you said you matched on field? Yes. Matched on field, but then switched to texting. Um and which green bubbles, which already at this point, I now at this point, I'm very good at uh, at at having red flag checklists. Yeah. And green bubbles isn't all the time uh, a concern. But at this point on field, it is after. <laughs> um, so texting and stuff. And then like he kept bringing up wanting to meet, but then also at the last minute couldn't and stuff like that. Um, but also we were trading selfies and stuff like that at that point. Um, and he, he really, uh, he, first of all, he was very pushy, but second of all, what I will say is, this is going to sound crazy that I did this, but all of the selfies he sent me and stuff, or I say all, there were not that many, but the ones he did all matched up freckle wise with like the photos of him on field. So I'm, I'm saying in terms, I wasn't so... You were mapping out the freckles on his body. I was like, well, it's green text. And like, he's canceled on me a few times now. So like, let's, you know, let's make sure it's the same person. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's already a suspicion for you of like, maybe this isn't who I think it is. Yeah. As if you cancel that, that's the thing is if, if you cancel that many times. But um, and also then so some time went on. And he got, uh, we, I guess we learned a little bit more about each other's personalities or what I thought his personality was. And um, I learned I really didn't like him, but still attracted to him. <laughs> As we said, <laughs> we, we know what's more important here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I honestly, I was saying to myself, like, well, maybe people who are just like this attractive their entire lives just don't know how to talk to people because they don't have to know how to talk to people. He's a victim of the system. <laughs> well, I mean, like it's his fault. He's an <laughs> asshole, but it's, but also, but he, but he might still be a real person, I guess. <laughs> um, and you know, like I purposely, I've never done this before, but I purposely didn't ask him his political beliefs because I didn't want to find out because that is, uh, that is a hard, uh, that, that, that is one of my only hard rules. There's no hotness to make you fuck a Trump guy? Nope. Good. <laughs> Good. Can't do it. Um, but so he, uh, so I, it was almost like at this point it split where there was half of me that was like, okay, this is ridiculous, but like, let's see how it plays out. Mm. And half of me that was like playing along. Um, and I don't think I realized how much it was kind of insidiously still getting to me uh, because then there were behaviors that were almost like um, gaslighty, emotionally abusive. Um, and uh, Such a, like, like what? Oh, like um, besides, besides just starting an argument whenever I asked him about for anything really like, like what? Like, like, uh, Oh, what's your favorite color? Fuck you. Whore. <laughs> Uh, we got into a huge fight when I asked him his last name. Uh, that's he was like, "What do you want to contact my family?" And I was like, "What? Are, you have photos of me without clothes on? Like yeah, why? What? You know my last name? Yeah. Uh, let's just start with that. You know my last name? I know your last name. Uh, yeah. Oh, he literally actually because when early on he asked me for if he could see like my stand up, so he literally watched my set <laughs> and made and made specific comments about it, which is like which was nice. Um, but uh, so he knew like. He knew I was yeah. for sure a real person. Uh, 
And so, um, but also he was. But also not for nothing. If you're not real, just give a fake name. I don't know. Like give a fake name and say I'm not on social media. I don't, th- this is an easy way thing to lie out of. Yeah, for sure. There, that and there's and you know and he said finance is what he worked in which I when guys say that I kind of tune out a little bit because I'm like I'm not going to understand what you do and probably our morals are slightly different so yeah. like but but just he he kept also pushing for more at the beginning of this I would only send without my face like classy bra photos pretty much you know what I okay. mean that's not the case anymore at all it was like slowly but surely <laughs> Um, he wanted more and more things and he was also very sweet a lot of the time. Mm. So I ended up really, really pushing my own boundaries. Um, are you sexting during this? Yeah. Uh, are you sexting in a DS dynamic? Yes. Do you feel like subspace played at all a role in some of this? Um, for sure. And also what I will say is I had just really started to explore the DS dynamics a few months beforehand. Mm. So I was still like new and I hadn't really had experience of like one person uh, consistently talking to and all that, all all that stuff. And like we would also have phone calls. um, And so we would talk to each other. Um, like not about so, so you know it's not like an AI robot exactly you know there is a singular probably man human somewhere on the other line of this exactly okay and also his voice sounded like he would be like a Brett Easton Ellis character so like it it matched right. um, and so you the the pictures are getting more and more salacious yes on my end and I think probably so I think over the entire span of our uh, interactions which lasted from january to may uh it was uh it i think he probably sent me like four or five photos and 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 i sent like hundreds probably and and do you think because you were being subby you didn't feel like you could demand or ask of things like that yes kind of Uh, like that and then also um it was it was that and i think the the way he he was Afterwards, I read stories about like nightmare doms and stuff. And I was like, oh, that's what. Okay, that's what this was a lot of. So it was almost like the behaviors were so uh, kind of enmeshed. You when like nightmare dom, like um, tell me if this sounds familiar, like you advocate for yourself, whether by requesting something or by setting a boundary. And then he freaks out. Yes, completely. You're my sub. You're my bitch. You have to do what I say. How dare you fucking make a request? Right. That kind of. Oh, for sure. On the phone too. Uh, yes. He would just get he oh he, he would it would be uh it wouldn't even be yelling or whatever it would be withdrawing. So it was much, it was much more like than I. F- withdrawing makes you feel like you did something wrong. Yes, it if was. If he yells, you can get indignant <laughs> or defensive. Be like, you're fucking crazy. You're yelling. When you're calm, that's when shit's scary. Yeah, and it was, and it's weird. It's also he also intentionally, uh, intentionally. Engendered's not the right word, but like, um, he like m- mined and developed new insecurities in me that like I had never had before, including, first of all, jealousy was never an issue of mine ever, and body issues weren't really an issue. Um, and the uh, jealousy stuff, he would just specifically like say, well, I'll, you know, I can find other, you know, you know, other women are okay with blah, 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 blah. And like, I knew at the time, like, oh, fuck you. Like that's, but, but also again, 
there was still that part of me that was still like very into the dynamic. So it's I, so part of you is like pushing away the person who wants to advocate self-advocate yeah. It, yeah it was it was really it was a compartmentalization like completely it was a uh, it because half of me was like engaging and half of me was like this is ridiculous and he's the worst but also i can do material about this so <laughs> the things we do for bits <laughs> yeah. yeah so it was like that and then also he made comments about um like about body stuff and but they were very very that was the most subtle he ever was where it was like you really could i tried to comment to him i I tried to like say hey that's not okay and he then you know made me feel crazy uh for like that i thought he was insinuating these things even though he super was do you have like an example um oh one day i one day i like did um I said something that I thought was trying to be cute or whatever, um, cute and fun about just like having been like doing like more Kegels recently, like with a new like set of weights. <laughs> um, and he was like, you want And he was like, oh, you think like, uh, he was like, uh, oh, so you think that uh, that's, I don't even remember what his issue with it was, but he was like, are you saying I'm not doing enough? I have a like, body fat ratio of like 1.6%. Like, talk to me about who's not doing enough or something like that. And I was like, what? Huh? what is that? I was saying a thing that I thought you would enjoy because of sex. Yeah. And that would be a thing that I was doing because I thought you would like it. Because I'm going to squeeze <laughs> around your dick one day. Yeah. <laughs> and you seem angry. Yes. Okay. So stuff like that. Um, and then you would say something. And how would you respond to, to something like that? I was like, I'm sorry. Are you kidding? That was the that time I was like, what are, are you like? Did you really just say that? And he was like, what are you talking about? I like you're the one who's here, like accusing me of not doing things. And I was like, when did I, I accuse you of anything? Um, also, a lot of this was uh, was timed around um, when I would stick up for my own boundaries. Uh-huh. So there were certain kinks that he was very into that I'm not into. Um, so like, uh, so some of them matched up super well, but then some of them, like, first of all, threesomes are not my thing at all. First of all, I'm just, I'm not, I'm I'll get I, all <laughs> those questions. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm like, uh, obnoxiously straight. And I'm also, <laughs> uh, and I also just, I'm already, you know, I have so much trouble shutting my brain off with, with just one other person with two other people. Like I couldn't, yeah. um, a Yeah. It's it's a lot to the point. I always get confused when dudes are like, "Yeah, I want two chicks at the same time." I'm like, "You really think you can handle one?" Like, why, <laughs> dude? And if anything, division of labor. Don't fuck the other girl. Get another guy in here. We need we need all hands on deck. Yeah, just to please one person. <laughs> um. Yeah. And even again, and even with the with the with the second guy, that because that uh that to me, I guess one day I might be able to if there was somebody I really, really trusted mm-hmm. and stuff, but it's so not a possibility right now that yeah. I wouldn't consider it. So he's gaslighting you, he's making he's he's being weird, he's being a shitty Dom. Yeah. He starts to freak out whenever I say, like, whenever I, you know, I say, Well, no, but I don't like, you know, I don't want to do threesomes. I don't want to mm-hmm. do whatever. And so then at a certain point, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. If he's not meeting up with me anyway, I'll just say I will. Because why not? 
So it's so then you I that was I think the the first like time I fully fully like in quotes gave up a boundary um for him where it was I didn't realize that part of me was actually giving up a boundary. I thought like oh I'm humoring him, but yeah. But it was definitely because part more of you senses that. this is all fake anyway, so who cares? Yeah, exactly. And are we still pre pre quarantine at this point? Um. So, uh, yes, I think okay, probably, gotcha. but just barely. He must have fucking breathed a sigh. Whoever this is must have breathed a sigh of relief when quarantine happens. Like, oh no, I can't meet up with you. <laughs> right? It's like <laughs> uh, he actually kept saying that he uh, still wanted me to meet up with him, but I was then in New, New Jersey with my mm. parents. So, um. But then, uh, and then he, at a certain point, uh, in quotes, got sick. So, uh, and then would yell at, or would yell at me if I like wanted a like a response within, I don't know, ten hours of sending a text. Um, so, uh, so it was stuff like that. It was just, it was really bad. Um, it, it was, but it was also like I think at that point I was actually experiencing subspace when we talked on the phone. So it was like. It was a weird, addictive type of feeling. And um, and also it feels good when someone's very attracted to you, you know, like for that for that long. And you feel like you're even if you don't like the person, you're still, you know, you still have a bond with them. Mm. So there was that. I don't remember how exactly we I think. Oh, I think at a certain point I was like, you're not even paying enough attention to me for me to for me to deal with the bullshit you do so um so like you can reach out to me if you want whatever um so this sounds very coupley like some of these fights sound very coupley oh yeah whatever you're not giving me attention like reach out when you're ready right it's like <laughs> this sounds like you you've y'all have been dating it and you've like never it. met yeah exactly. and you never facetimed never facetimed um, so it was stuff like that where at a certain point, I think it was just kind of like the sunk cost fallacy where I was like, well, no, it has to be, why would he be spending this much time? And why would, why would any of this happen now? Also in the meantime, at this point, there's like photos of me, like with my face in them that are arguably like more than just like a playboy spread of something, but like technically for sure porn. Yeah. So like, which is never a thing that I would have done before, uh, <laughs> Like, uh, so, so just knowing that these things are now in the ether is not great, uh, for my stomach, but, um, but so I stopped, uh, I stopped talking to him or we stopped talking to each other, um, in May and, um, then, uh, but when you talk to someone for that long, you get to know their MO. So then, uh, a little bit later, um, that somebody, so in, no, in July, yeah, in July, um, I matched with this other guy on field who I I didn't actually I I wasn't even sure I was going to match with him for a while because because um, I was like I mean I guess he's cute but he's not like really my my type. He's but. not the the Dylan Sprout Dylan Sprout whatever <laughs> Zach Efron mix. Yeah, he's he's he was not that. I mean, he's still cute. He's just not my type. Sure. Um, but uh, sorry. Go for it. Yeah. Sound, this, sound, this is a very um uh, <laughs> um high this is this, this sounds like a very high stakes story I'm very i am very much invested <laughs> thank you <laughs> well so, so the thing is also i should mention at this point so the months the month and a half without uh sam i so spent, sam dropped off for a month and a half yeah so for 
basically, let's say June and maybe part of July. Yes. And this was after you said, fine, it, you're not giving me enough, enough attention. I'll wait for you. Yes. Okay. And then, so he actually stayed away. Yeah. Okay. Well, I didn't really say I'll wait. It was a much more you, rude you, but you put You put the ball in his court yeah. and then he, had, he hadn't been reaching out to you. And then you matched with this other guy in July. Yes. So I'm also going to say just... In the in the uh, in the meantime, I actually so I noticed there. I noticed on a different dating app, I think, um, a photo of a guy who I had matched with two years before or something okay. on an app. But that photo, those photos were with a different name. So I was like, "This is interesting." Mm. So I reverse image searched it, and that's when I found out that if you just do regular reverse image searches, you like may as well do nothing. Right. There's like, but if you go to Dupla Checker, there's um what, what is it? Dupla Checker. It checks, I think, like six reverse search engines. Like D U P L A checker? Uh, I right? think, yeah, D U P L I checker, okay. I think, but yes. Wow. Um and so there's one, I think Yandex is what it's called. And like it's probably super, super uh bad for, you know, your privacy and stuff, because it's Definitely, uh, like very Russian, but um, but that one gets results. So when I saw that, that that one got results, I was like, oh, so there was a guy I talked to for a while, a different guy, completely two years ago, who was not who he was saying he is because this is, uh, like an actor model, um, like a very like not well known one, but you can find the Instagram. So that's when I started noticing more and more. Fo- I also I screenshot things when I'm talking to Good. people, so uh. So that's when I started noticing how many fake profiles there are out there. Yeah. How Um, how would you know this? um, Just because of even, you know, short, short uh, interactions I've had with different guys throughout the years that then I see similar photos, the same photos on different profiles with different names on different apps. Mm -hmm. And then there was one that I kept seeing pop up. And it's because this guy, I think he's like Reddit famous or whatever, like straight eight or something. He's like, he did a very famous like with his face and all these photos, like dick pictures and stuff. Um, I mean, I've posted dick pictures <laughs> with my face on Reddit and they were certainly not famous. <laughs> <laughs> um, this one had an article written about them. or That's that's um, that's I think how it showed up. And I was like, I've seen his photos in every profile, mm-hmm. like in so many profiles. Um so, and I didn't realize you could, you could, like, there were dick pics available on, yeah. you know, just for anybody. So that's concerning. Um, especially, um, <clears throat> when, like, the guy, the, the photos I was receiving, uh, were very well endowed. So, uh, that made it even more concerning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <clears throat> sorry. So at this point, um, cough cast. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. No, it's, I'm uh, guilty too. Keep going. Thank you. Um, so with, uh, so at some point between like May 10th was <laughs> May 10th and, uh, and let's say mid, mid, early mid July, um, probably in June, I texted Sam just one other time to be like, okay, so just like for my own sanity, like, are you the person I'm speaking to and the person in the photos you sent the same person? And I never got a response. So that also stressed me out. Um, 
You would have been great in that documentary, Don't Fuck With Cats. I feel like you would have been, you could have been a really valuable member of that team. <laughs> I, I've never, I don't know what that is, but I'm a... You didn't see Don't Fuck With Cats? I did not. I mean, that's, I feel that's on you, but on Netflix, <laughs> it's a very uh, citizen detective-y type of thing that involves some of the stuff you're talking about. Oh, well, yeah. thank you. Yeah, it's, um, that's... So he doesn't respond, he doesn't and you're respond. like, oops, okay. Yeah. So that's when I was like, okay, so this is probably really, I'm just going to swallow the fact that there's probably uh, a lot of a lot of photos that a stranger has and the uh, photos, videos, you know, things like that. It, it's, uh, and, but the thing is, again, all of the freckles on every photo, clothed and not clothed, matched up. Mm-hmm. And I know that's crazy, but to me, that's also... You're that thinking that's, that would be really hard. You'd have to have an access. Uh, I mean, granted, it's only four or five photos, but you'd have to be able to access, you know, this one person's one person's four or five photos, right? So yeah. it sounds more difficult to fake. Well, yeah, the four or five selfies with sure. like with also like six uh, regular human photos. Yeah. So like of different qualities. So it seemed, you know, not like a model or sub- stuff like when that. When he doesn't respond to the direct ask, I mean, like, is there... And you realize, like, somebody who probably isn't who you thought they were has all these images of you. Like, what's the what's the feeling there? Oh, I mean, so what I will say is I actually I wasn't at that point. That also just could have been him either being done or the burner burner phone being done um, because he also. um, So you mentioned you mentioned realizing that somebody has these photos who is at least at minimum right now not talking to you and maybe not the right same person. Oh, oh, yes. No. So what what I'm saying then is so the feelings feelings actually started before that. (laughs) Um, Probably like right when we ended things when I was like, "Uh, but Occam's razor like this is not good. And it feels like I feel nauseous. I feel really nauseous and and uh Stressed out and almost like if I let my brain linger on it for too long, I might start to like panic. Because uh- <laughs> you hadn't sent out such like pornographic images before. Um, Ever. I mean, and I promise you, uh, you are so far from alone uh, now. Uh, <laughs> most of us have, but welcome to the club. But Thanks. but I understand the anxiety that can come when that's a very new thing for you. Yeah, thank you. And, and it was, it was, yeah, well that and also then... So the thing is, for me, I have no issue with doing that if it's somebody who I know and who I trust and stuff like that. But when it's the idea of it, it could be anyone like it, like it, it's really, really unsettling. And um, and so I remember um, so I remember panicking, but also deciding to kind of shove it out of my consciousness. Okay. <laughs> um, so then. I see this, so I guess I'll say the usernames just because I feel like it's noteworthy and also sure. whatever. Um, so the first, so Sam's field username was Sam I am, which I say this because also normally wouldn't be such a such a tip off, but so this guy I match with Justin in uh, was his in, name Justin I am. It <laughs> it was Justin time, and it was like same capitalization style or whatever. And I was like, okay, well, some guys are just bad at puns. Like there's. <laughs> You know, and there's like I think I don't know. There's probably like fifty guys with the name imaginary name on there. So you know, guys have uh, a lot of different a lot of different names. That's probably just What's coincidence. Your name? 
Julia. Just Julia? Yeah. <laughs> I tried Billy. It felt boring. Uh, so I changed it. <laughs> I, I recently changed my field profile to just be fucking weird. And I was like, let's see if it works. But I, it's just a picture of Gloria. I'm very big on this Gloria. <laughs> it's new in my life. So it's like, you know, you get like a new toy. And you're like really about it until you get a new one. So that's my. Oh, so sure. it's, it's just a picture of that. It just says like a glory hole. That's that's. <laughs> The field name, and I'm gonna see if that works. <laughs> Just curious, gonna test it out for a little bit. I mean, I, more power <laughs> but, to you. <laughs> but yeah, the, the field names can be quite ridiculous. Yeah, that's uh, it's you know, I guess it's it's good and it's good and bad. It's um, th- this one was uh, but the profile were all, the profiles were also very different. Like there, this I'm one. To think of puns um, for Julia. Sorry, oh, I'm still yeah. caught oh, on the they, field name. They, I don't even know what puns they're. Julia con- in time. No, that doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so so just in time. Uh, so, this so I say so I which um and so I have like the majestic account or whatever. So this guy liked me like a month ago. So and I was majestic I was a account. little bit yeah yeah I like knowing who's I like knowing who's into me and I also like knowing if I should continue a conversation or not. Like if somebody's seen a message, I'm not going to think about yeah, them anymore. Yeah, I'm just saying, uh, <laughs> fellas, she's got majestic account money. So hey <laughs> hey. <laughs> Um, the, or I'm just really irresponsible with the way I spend it. (laughs) But, um, so they were different, very different, um, profiles also. So whatever. But so we matched and the way this guy engaged was, I was originally like, oh, he likes what I like. So this is really good. Like we seem to have very complimentary tastes. Um, which also with Sam, in, in quotes, Sam, um, he all like the stuff that he was pushing me, I didn't like at all. But the stuff, the original stuff, we were supremely, supremely like well aligned. Like well-matched. what, like music and movies and uh, shit? Like no, that I mean most kink stuff. Like oh, most kink stuff. of the okay. kink stuff was like super, super good. It was just there were certain things that I was like mostly group sex and stuff like that. Um, and actually, if I'm being honest, uh, there was uh, one thing he tried to get me to do that I actually like had a hard limit for. And uh, so he basically he was like uh, he he really liked the idea of race play stuff. No, not even race play stuff as much as like he was very into the idea of like me sleeping with guys who are not white. And which, by the way, I sleep with whoever I want to sleep with. Right, and but he's I, talking about fetishizing, like, yeah. you know, send, sending my girl off to fuck some black cock thing, so, you know. Yeah. So I was like, I'm not comfortable with that. But if the fact that I'm Jewish kind of can, like, maybe help you a little, <laughs> like, I will, like, I will throw myself like, under the bus. What minority if- <laughs> cards could I got in here? Oh, I got this. I got the Jew one here. Yeah. I got, <laughs> got something to help? No. <laughs> Because also like race play, like usually someone like from the race should be involved in the in the structure, uh, the structuring of that scene. Oh, yeah. Otherwise, it should not be happening. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, that was the one time I think I ever lectured him. Yeah, good. <laughs> uh, but uh, but then was like, obviously not that great a lecture because then I was like, so here, you know, be weird about my people instead. Um, <laughs> and did he? Um yeah, a little What'd bit. What did he say? He, I've I, never heard someone like sexualize Jewish people before. He just included the word Jewish sometimes. That so, was it. So like you, <laughs> you hot, you hot, you fucking subby, you, what, what, what was, what, I don't know. I don't know, like a little Jewish slut and things yeah, like so that. Yeah, so little slut becomes little Jewish yeah. slut. It's just <laughs> it was, that simple. Yeah. 
<laughs> so I was like, yeah, for also, sure. Also, did you I'm like how like this. the Man Whore Podcast guy couldn't think of any dirty talk to say? <laughs> I'm a fraud. Hi, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, or, you know, maybe you just, uh, I hadn't given you enough information and you, you know, are somebody who actually listens to women. That'd be cool. So Oof, I think it's probably Just don't that. tell anyone because then the <laughs> expectations go way up and I do not like that. So, <laughs> Noted. <laughs> so so the the kinks are lining up again yes. with Just in Time. Just kind of like they did in the beginning with Sam. Yes. I and am. yeah. And also I'm going to say Sam probably uh, introduced me to some new things that I learned that I liked. Such as? So, so this is a thing that I uh, – so – that is, I'm just going to. This is a safe basement. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> if say, there I was one. <laughs> never thought I would say this uh, out, out loud to anyone who wasn't just like a friend while having drinks. Um, but so as a preface, um, I never, ever want children ever. And also. I have actually, because I've like really never been on the pill and stuff. Like when my ex and I were together you for can five say years, it. we know what you're we talking had, about. I'm just so I've actually so nobody's ever finished inside me ever. Is that can, that's part of so, it? But so like I uh, found out that like the whole like breeding thing turns me on a lot. So um, again, fully, fully. You don't have to justify. It's fine. <laughs> this is friendly space. We've heard. Look, there are people who like to pretend to be centaurs and fuck each other. Breeding is very pedestrian, in my opinion. <laughs> Thank you. It's a weird one to like introduce to a new person though, because you have to be like, well, just so you're aware, I never want children ever. So this is not a this is not a risk or anything mm-hmm. that could go awry in any like if I ever get pregnant, I have no question about what I'm doing. Yeah. Uh but so so that stuff. So this guy, Justin, like likes that. Also, you know, likes uh just the different similar dynamics, terminology stuff. And to the point that I remember one thing he was saying was um was like uh I, I remember thinking maybe all guys who are into this are just have very specific tastes that are similar, but I this is a red flag. Um so then he um and it was about specifics about like condoms ripping or something like that. And then uh so, but it was It's not just reading, it's like a very specific scenario. Yes. Um and so I uh, and so then we were at, he actually proposed the idea of like doing a Zoom later that night. And I was like, oh, yeah, for sure. Because at that point, you're well, dying to see yes. that this is anyone <laughs> be real. Oh, yes. No, at this point, I'm very much like we're going to prove this early on. <laughs> OK, continue. Um, I'm writing down a prediction. OK. Um. So this guy, he then. Oh, um. I don't remember even what he what he said but it was he freaked out about something um and i think it was just because i said something about being safe for COVID and wanting to get to know people first before actually like meeting up and i was like i'm so, like i've had multiple family members die from COVID at this point so just like uh if you could just respect that and he was like well now i'm not in the mood to like to zoom tonight anymore so and he stopped talking for the night and i was like okay this is exactly what sam would have done so i'm now actively concerned and what's also <laughs> concerning is that, like, yeah, that's what Sam would have done. But there's also just a lot of dudes who, I mean, people, because I've had some pretty, I've talked to some pretty crazy women on the internet. Um, they're just like fucking people who will do that, who will act like that, and like that's kind of scary. Because one thing, if you're like Sam, is the crazy one 
who would do this. No, there's a fucking lot of people who will do this yeah. or who who will act that immaturely to say sharing boundaries or to, you know, it, it, that's the concerning part to me is not that like, oh, it's linking these two identities. It's still could be kind of anyone. Totally. Yeah, exactly. And and well, the other thing is though, this specifically was um this was a red flag in terms of the both arguably like beginnings of emotional abusive emotionally abusive stuff but um uh not because that itself was inherently emotionally abusive but more that it it seems like a sign of things to come but also because it was be right before we were gonna zoom mm. so that's uh i just want to i'm just letting you know if you got into the zoom i promise you there was going to be some sort of technical difficulty his camera's not working i don't think you were ever going to see him <laughs> oh yeah oh uh this one i'm I'm sure I won't. Yeah. Uh, because uh, no matter what, every time I reverse image searched Sam's photos at all, <laughs> any of them, none of them come up, even in mm -hmm. the scary Russian one. And I did it so many times. Um, so uh, this guy, Justin, the next day, I was like, you know what? Let me just let's just Google like I, I or let's let's uh, reverse image search because originally I was this is. To be clear, it, I'm, I'm you're just good. You're good. You're good. No one's we we Julia. We like you. <laughs> Thank you. I just me and the we like you're. It's okay. You are. You have not done shit that's wrong. <laughs> I don't you. want you to have to preface and qualify everything. You're okay. I appreciate that. Thank you. This one thing I'm I'm going just because otherwise it sounds like a, such an asshole thing for me to say. Just I'm not. I'm I'm not somebody who's like what who's who's a. Uh, I might be shallow in what I'm attracted to, but in terms of the way I process the world, I'm not. So, and I don't see attractiveness in like quantifiable ways. That's a, uh, so I say this because I was originally like, well, this guy's not cute enough for, for it to be like somebody took stuff from a model or something like that. Um, I was wrong. So this one, actually, this model, this model's name wasn't Justin. It was Damon. And I found... Everything, including social media stuff, Instagram, things like that, because this time he didn't cover his tracks the right way. Mm. So um, he texts me a few days later um, and I said to him and I, I texted him a screenshot of Damon Nixon's profile on his modeling site. Um, and I said, just found out who Damon Nixon is today. Uh, so I, and then I said, I don't care if you're calling yourself Sam or Justin or anything else. I feel so violated and I want to vomit. Uh, don't contact me again. And I said that because I also, I didn't want to say anything that would sound threatening because it's also like I'm now in a position where I really can't threaten or really bad stuff could happen. Um, uh, I, I've been making the joke with friends like I used to think I was sex positive, but now I have to be. So <laughs> uh, <clears throat> just so so I found and he never he never contacted me again or he hasn't contacted me again. Uh, but so so it's a weird thing because it was definitely the same person. Um, but also because I still technically have no proof about Sam other than just all logic um but so it's just a very very weird bad feeling and i remember thinking about it and realizing that the vibes and stuff were pretty similar to 
uh, a guy I interacted with for a much shorter amount of time, but the year before. Mm. That that was somebody whose model picture ended up coming up or whatever. That was a different person. Mm. So it's kind of bookended by by provable examples. Have you considered <laughs> trying to fuck Damon? Uh, <laughs> maybe reach out. Uh, I f- <laughs> no. uh, that is holy shit. And so how are you? So when when was that last exchange? Um, so that was, I, th- I think it was the day, uh, the day before I reached out to you. So, uh, a few weeks ago. Um, yeah, a few weeks ago. How, how are you feeling? <laughs> um, like I said, you're normally this, like, uh, you're normally a very visibly rattled person. So I was like, I don't know if like we're, this is Julia or, or if, if Julia is more rattled than usual, but. Oh, thanks. I'm actually, I'm, I'm weird in the sense that I don't know. Uh, I went to a therapeutic day school for, for a little bit of high school. I have some, so, you know, I think the more difficult, uh, traumatizing stuff is kind of my wheelhouse. So more comfortable now. Um, but just, I, yeah, it feels really bad. Just because there's no control. And also because it feels like um, there's so much shame like that comes along with the feeling of like this stuff because it feels like the stereotype of catfishing stuff is like desperate and like so, and somebody who like needs love and blah, 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 like it need, I said needs love like it's a bad thing. Needing love is totally fine. But just mine was just because I was really horny. Yeah. I was really horny and there was a really cute guy and like I kept being horny and and he like found the right equation for my brain that I think activated whatever mm-hmm. like uh you, you know like the addiction sequence right yeah. with the rewards yeah so and I think the DS <laughs> dynamic uh, re- really plays into it because like you know when you're in that subspace like you kind of can't question stuff that's yeah. against you know the role that's against the mindset so you you, your rational brain's not even really on when you're, you know, sunken into that. For sure. And even before you're fully sunken. And I think when it's like, how many times do I stop this to be like, well, but just so we're clear, you know, I think one time is fine. But if, you know, it's a longer conversation and this is your fourth time being like, well, just so you know how I feel about this outside of the space, you're not going to stay in the space at all. That this uh, quote unquote Dom hasn't even tried to have, like hasn't initiated the conversation about bound. Like I'm assuming never initiated a conversation about boundaries, safe words, what you are look, what type of Dom do you like? Do you like a daddy Dom? Do you like a rough Dom? Do you like a sadist? Do you like, right? Like, you know, if I describe what type of dominant woman I like, I can say what kind of Dom I dig. Right. But also it's helpful when the dominant person is, instigating that conversation yeah. sounds like that never happened it didn't he kind of i just kind of found out that i he was most of the things that i liked and then some things i really didn't mm. um uh there were it, it was just um it, there were yeah it was i read so many other situations like this afterwards um did you go looking for like online sub like catfishing support groups um not catfishing support groups but like a lot of like BDS, I, that's when I started actually like going and reading like um, forums and stuff for like BDSM stuff mm-hmm. um, and things like that where I didn't, I hadn't fully done that before. Like I had gone to basic websites and stuff where you can learn about, you know, uh, the, like informational stuff, but not like people actually discussing things. Um, so then I found people actually discussing things. And that's when I found all of these like experiences uh, of people being like, uh, well, and this Dom uh, did this and this and this and this. And, you know, uh, it was really damaging. But it's also weird 
it was also embarrassing kind of uh, reading that because it was like, well, they met them, though. You know what I mean? Like, I feel so foolish just uh, it just um, having been sucked into this without even like a provable person. Yeah. So do you I mean, I know you said it feels foolish. Do, do you think you're a fool? Um, I don't think I'm a fool. I think I'm uh, I think I'm much more aware of my own uh, weaker areas now in mm. terms of uh, in terms of the things I am susceptible to. Um, and, uh, and I'm, I'm much more paranoid, I think about, um, about just guys in, in general, the, there are so many fake profiles now, like I can spot them so much more easily. Mm -hmm. And I think just how, um, just like how prevalent they are, that is, that freaks me out because it's like these are the ones I am catching. It's it's tough. While you were saying that, I was nervous. What I was worried about was you maybe getting more, you know, paranoid about matching people because then that would prevent you. Who I think you're great and pretty <laughs> and all that stuff, right? <laughs> Thank and you. Um, still never matched <laughs> on field. It's okay. No, uh, <laughs> but it's like I would hate for you to be missing out on things because you're too scared of that happening again not again but again again and like so my heart really hurts for you right now thank you it's um it was it's really not uh i feel like it's i it's both gotten easier and harder for me because also on the one hand now i'm very desensitized to to like uh to sending certain kinds of photos of myself because also it's like well these are so tame compared to other things that whatever but um but uh but what I will say is, uh, <coughs> pardon me. I'll, I'll say that I certainly do not feel as safe at all um, in terms of matching with people. Like I'll still do it because I firmly believe that you have to kind of like live in, in stuff. And also, I am now much more aware of a lot of different ways people can try to fool you. Um, but um, like I've matched with a legitimate model on field or whatever, who, which oh, I first, no, well, no, no. So, um, and, and we, and we didn't end up Are meeting you up. Are even a model? <laughs> <laughs> well, he was just, he was like, uh, well, the difference is he was like, um, he actually had a note in his profile that was like, uh, that was like, would be happy to FaceTime just to verify blah, blah, blah. And I think part of that's because the photos are like, um, he knows how hot he is. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and the photo quality is like professional quality. So it's also so so if there actually is a model who you're, you know, they'll they'll probably be arrogant, but also smart enough to like say like, no, no, no. Like I'm would be happy to just FaceTime with you. And um, while I'm FaceTiming, I'll be happy to also like flex <laughs> um, and look in the mirror at myself. <laughs> I mean. Uh, yeah, the, um, the other thing is just, it's, it's scary in terms of like, uh, just th there is now something that's kind of hanging over my head no matter what, especially cause I'm like trying to be an entertainment. So yeah. it's like, so one day there could just be so many photos and videos that emerge and like, and honestly, I'm not like, I would not have an issue with it if somebody else, if, if, if somebody else something that happened to, what happened to me happened to somebody else like i wouldn't judge them if their photos and videos came out but like i also would probably be witnessing them lose job opportunities so uh mm. stuff are you like familiar that. with the fappening uh i am not i mean i've heard the word so the fappening <laughs> was i, I want to say this was 2015 ish mm. 
and someone hacked a shit ton of celebrities, um, like iClouds and shit like that, and then leaked all these news. Jennifer Lawrence. <clears throat> like, right, there were okay. a lot of big names, and there were like names of, like some low level models, like I I hadn't heard of or something, but like big names, like Jennifer Lawrence was like one of the bigger names in it, and you know I think we're at a place with society where we acknowledge people send dirty pictures to. There are a lot of shitheads who will still victim blame and whatever, but I think as a society, a societal level, we accept that like this is something people do. Everyone basic under a certain age has sent a dick pic if you have a phone. And if there if there was someone who wanted to see it, even if there's someone who didn't want to see it, you probably <laughs> sent a dick pic. Um, I think we're at a place where if nudes come out against your will, um, I think there is now a sympathy for that that wasn't there 10, 15 years ago. And Jennifer Lawrence didn't lose job opportunities for it. Now it doesn't seem like those other women have either. Incredibly embarrassing. It, uh, many were very hurt and harmed by it and but like it doesn't have to be life ending anymore and i really hope that although it's a thing that could happen that would be hurtful i hope you don't worry that it's like a life like a like a career ending type of thing anymore because like you didn't do anything wrong you didn't do anything no one else is doing and and if they ever leaked out it would be known very quickly that this is revenge porn and not you just like showing poor judgment about what you put on the internet so like i don't think like i think you'll be okay if that day ever comes which i hope it doesn't i appreciate that thank you i think the other part of it is again the i don't even know how because i used to i used to actually be weirdly uh way more i think okay about certain things in myself versus like I think other women you know around my age or and in my industry but like weirdly okay I know like I'm curvy I'm not everybody's type but like I you know was very very okay with the way I looked and um and also um was very um and was never ever jealous to the to the point that that literally friends of mine at certain points were like, what's wrong with you? Like there is a thing going on in front of you uh, in terms of like there, what I've been dating other men and what other women are all over them. Like, I'm like, okay, whatever. Like it's fun, you know? So whereas now I feel it's like, I'm, I'm just, I'm now aware that I am like being compared with other women and stuff like that. And because I think those physical insecurities were raised so much, during the same time that I was taking these photos. So like there's a weird extra level of embarrassment and it's like very unfamiliar to me. Uh, What are you, what are you doing to work on, I guess, deconstruct, um, shedding yourself of this jealousy he's put upon you and these body image issues that you didn't have before. Is that something you're working on? And if so, how, um, the, so the other women stuff, I think it's just a lot of self-talk. It's just trying to, uh, like the way I used to think of it when I went on dating apps is it it wasn't like um it wasn't like oh it's you know all these women and then all these me- or all these humans just interacting with each other it was like okay so it's me and then all of the guys profiles and then that's all I'm thinking about and so uh and and so I think just kind of intentionally trying to get back to that place because that's all that matters to me is you know I don't it doesn't help me to think about, you know, being compared with other women. And then in terms of the body stuff, um, I, uh, I did get a stationary bike, <laughs> um, but that's also not, that's partially cause like I'm, uh, a little angrier right now than I was, uh, earlier in the year. And also the idea of being able to like kick someone's ass 
actually so it's not so much about the like i want to get to look like different than i look it's more like i want to be able to inflict pain (laughs) like i don't want to actively harm anybody but just like knowing that i could feel safer i guess (laughs) and and how how, how's it how are you feeling now that you've just shared all that um i i really appreciate you you're you're so understanding and uh and and kind about it so thank you i feel i guess the other part of it is just this sounds so silly but i experienced kind of other traumatic stuff early on uh so at this point when when things happen that aren't quite as traumatizing it's kind of like but in the grand scheme of things it's uh it could be a lot worse. Um, so, so it, uh, and again, to the point where I almost feel like when things are, things are traumatic, uh, and it's processing time, that's almost like my wheelhouse. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, I, I hope, uh, I hope you don't let this, you know, dirtbag, uh, rob you of, of, of those things and that joy and that, you know, the, the not having insecurities. <laughs> I mean, that's, just, that's such a gift to not. <laughs> struggle with that so don't don't let him stick you with that and oh, you know you. i hope hope you get to regain some faith and hopefully you get to have some interactions that build rebuild the trust you have with the internet thank you i appreciate that hey here's a happy ending to yeah. it is so one of the guys i think the guy, last guy i matched with before him on a field who i met last year is so hot just like so hot and like was definitely a real person and we slept together. Uh, and then I actually, he got back in touch with me. So like the really hot real one. Um, and I actually just saw him again last night. So it's all, you know, I'm back doing things that are arguably, uh, maybe I should be slightly more careful because of COVID, but, um, but I'm working my way through uh, getting back to normal. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm glad you're getting laid, Julia, then. Uh, <laughs> um, Julia, where can people find you? If, uh, I mean, you also have your own podcast. Do you um, still? That is defunct. Oh. Uh, yeah. It's, um, I may be. <laughs> As I'm, many things are during these times. <laughs> yeah. It um, may be coming back at some point in the future repurposed. But um, you can find me at uh, yak period of period all period trades on Instagram and at Yak of All Trades on Twitter. Uh, no periods in the Twitter. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, uh, Julia, thanks again for sharing that with us. And uh, oh God, my heart's... I, I don't know how much this is just your story or the fact that like I was talking about rape for two hours with Kelsey Kane right mm. before this. <laughs> it's mean, been an emotional day on the <laughs> You know, it's, uh, you know, uh, we are, you know, we, women survive, right? Yep. <laughs> That's what uh, we do. <laughs> y- y'all do. Please take over. Uh, we'll give, give you all a chance to run in this thing. Uh, why don't you go ahead and say goodbye to everybody, Julia? Uh, goodbye, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> horrifying like truly a horrifying prolonged experience my heart breaks for julia uh, but I, I i really hope that this experience does not um you know it, it get in the way of her you know finding happiness and satisfying her horniness have any of you experienced something like this do you have a story you want to share we are still soliciting stories for a, my newest podcast yet to be released, called No Judgment, Anonymous Sex Stories. You write the story, and then I have strangers read and react to it. 
So we're still looking for uh, for interested parties for that. Um, but you can also send me an email with your comments, your questions, your criticisms, your titty pictures to manwhorepod at gmail.com. Julie and I would both love to, to see what you thought about the show out in the public on the social media. You know, I'm on Twitter at TheBillyPresita. Uh, I'm over on Instagram. You can tag me in your stories at BillyIsPresita. And if you're interested in sex positive memes, man whore podcast news, and want to fill your cart up with some merch, go smash the like button on the Man Whore Podcast Facebook fan page. Oh, or maybe you're one of those people who just thinks Billy is really, really cute. I think you're in the minority, but I know you exist. Maybe you've been curious about what I look like with my pants off. Maybe you've always wanted to slide in my DMs. Maybe you've wanted to hear this voice talk about how wet your panties are or how you can't take your eyes off my cock. Because, hey, yeah, I know I'm straight, but my wallet is very bisexual. Then you should be following my OnlyFans page at Call Me Billy. Come on by. See what all the fuss is about. It's free to follow. There's a link to that over in the show notes. Having a lot of fun flirting with you fine people of all the genders over all my OnlyFans Uh, Next week, we are revisiting the topic of asexuality. I've got on Angela Chen, who has a new book out now called Ace. And wow, what an episode. Very wonderful follow-up since I had on uh, Bauer all those years ago. Bauer, the uh, the demisexual person who uh, does not like me. (laughs) Hey, yeah, y'all remember when I pissed off the demis? We'll talk about it next week. Until then, everybody... Stay slutty. And register to vote. We like voting sluts over here. Yeah.